And we're back with episode three of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ, and special guest today, Daniel Sapp. Um, Daniel is a, a state champion wrestler on really talented team. Daniel, how do you feel about the team this year? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, we lost a bunch of seniors, but uh, other than that, uh, we got a really key wrestler, Julian Berrigan. He's really uh, brought our team together and made us a better team. So, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Here, that's, he, here he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, Well, obviously, you're a huge Dogs fan, right? Oh, yeah. Well, going into this season, you, what were your expectations heading into this season? You know, they really surprised me on how our younger people, younger players have stepped up this year. Um, yeah, I'm just – our team has really came together and, you know, became a better team. Thought I was going to be worse than last year, but proved us wrong. You know, we we came out of the gate, and, you know, we came out and beat Oregon, and I figured, you know, our team was going to suck. I thought we weren't going to be no good, you know, losing all those players to the draft. Ended up being pretty good, and, you know, they, they blew me away this year. Here's my hot take for you. This year's Georgia team, regardless of Monday night, beat last year's team. They'll beat them ten times. They'll beat them, yeah. beat them seven times out of ten. Yeah. And if they played right now, I'd give them. I'd make them a touchdown favorite. The resiliency of this team is something I haven't seen from any Georgia team before. I mean, they. You cannot tell me that that Ohio State game did not remind you of that SEC championship game last year with Bryce Young. But that offense battled back, and the defense found a way at the end. I think you're right, Reed. Um, I don't know if it'd be a touchdown, but you know, I think I think it'd be really close. Um, you know, some people are saying this year's better. I don't I don't know if that's right or not, but uh, I think I think it'd be a really good game. You know, last year they we had a bunch of older players, but this year we got a bunch of dogs, and I think that I think that'll uh make up for those older players. And I think uh, they're going to develop really nicely into, you know, the older guys that we saw last year, and hopefully we'll continue to uh, dominate as we go um, year after year. Well, my dad said last year after the national championship, we're talking, and I said there's no way Georgia could repeat. They lose too many guys. And he said, based off recruiting, if you had to pick two schools to go, back to the national championship next year, who would it be? And he said, Georgia and Alabama. And he said, Georgia's going to be back in it next year. I called him crazy. I told him we're going to have a good team, but a young team. And, you know, kudos to him. He was right. Yeah. But enough about the dogs. Um, Let me, boys, first off, do you guys think TCU has a shot heading into next week? I think they have a big shot, you know. Uh their main thing that when I was watching that Michigan game, I saw, you know, I talked about the crossing routes yesterday. Their crossing routes, I mean, that's a big part of their offense. And, you know, their passing game is, is really good. Run game, a little shaky, you know. We talked about their leading rusher being out. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think um, our safeties really need to pick up the pace and help guard those crossing routes. Because our corners are not doing the job right now, and you know, Keely Ringo 
he's got he's so stiff. He's got to loosen up and be able to run across the field with a corner with a receiver. So I think if we can get those safeties, we really ne- I think we need Tyke Smith to step up and start playing some. I ha- we haven't seen him in a while and I think I think if we get him and uh Christopher Smith. Yeah. I I think if we get them and Javon Bullard. Yeah, all of them, they just step up, make some plays. I think it can really hurt their offense. Ty Key was an All-American at West Virginia, second-team All-American, obviously, last year, missed due to injury. But, I mean, he was a big guy in the transfer portal that Georgia picked up. I'd love to see him step up and make some plays for this team. But let me read you guys some statistics on TCU. They have 11 guys selected to the All-Big 12 first and second team. They are fifth in scoring offense. They are fifth in defensive scores. They are. Um, they have 30, t- 30 total sacks as a team. Um, they've only given up 24 sacks, and they have a really high turnover margin. But at the same time, listen to some of these weaknesses that I that I saw today reading up on them. They're 64th in points allowed, 80th in total defense. They are 69th in red zone offense, which I thought was really interesting because they they had the fifth highest scoring offense in the country. And in comparison, Georgia's number one in red zone offense. I mean, they convert little villain every time, really field goals and touchdowns. But TCU struggled offensively in the red zone. Um, they're 70th in rushing defense. And the defensive front, you know, they run that 3-3-5. There's not a lot of big names. But really, their pass rush kind of reminds me of Georgia's, except they don't have that guy in the middle. They they have the same amount of team sacks as Georgia does. Obviously, I would take Georgia's front over theirs just because Georgia plays in the SEC. And I'm biased about the SEC, but I think it's the best conference in the world. And you can debate me all day about it. No, I'm with you. Um, I think we also, we got to, with that 3-3 offense, I think we got to spread their linebackers out and their uh, – safeties and cornerbacks but I think if we do that and start running the ball they're not going to be able to stop us because once we get running with Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh they're not going to be able to stop us well, and then you can hit them with the play action and yeah. and catch them off hit a little over the middle pass well this team's strength on defense is really their speed they have really fast linebackers D winners he's not a guy that's you know been talked about a whole lot for TCU He's a great linebacker. I watched a lot of video on him. He can really play. They obviously have Ladanian Tomlinson, Hall of Fame running back. His nephew is uh, um, Thorpe Award winner in in the DBs. He's an All American corner. They're going to be they're going to be a team. The defense is not very good, but they're opportunistic, and they will make plays and step up. And Ohio State's defense. They weren't a very good defense, but Georgia was 2-for-10 on third down. We have to convert on third downs going into this week. Third down is the biggest play of the week for the Dogs and the Horned Frogs because both teams really aren't that good on third down. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Especially on those third downs, I think Stetson has really has to, has to step up this week and make those plays where 
he has to make some good passes and maybe even be able to scramble out of the pocket and get that first down. Like he didn't even I don't even know if he had one scramble out the pocket and get yards off running. And I I think if we do that and open up the field, I think it's over. I just think there's too much talent on that Georgia team, too too much depth as far as they just have so many guys. And one of the things I love most about this offense this season is how balanced everything is. Balance is a key for this Georgia offense. Ten different guys caught a pass. Or I think ten different guys had over 20 yards receiving. And it seems like every week you have a different guy step up in that receiving group. Obviously there's no, like, we all know their names, but to the outside onlooker, they're like, well, they only throw it to Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington sometimes gets the football, and they don't know a single, single thing. But Georgia really has some talented guys in Lad McConkey, Arian Smith, Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint, um, Kiaris Jackson, the Bell kid, yeah. Kiaris Jackson. Yeah. Um, Jairus Jackson's a guy who I'd love to see get the football more. He's great in space, and he's a really fast guy. Made a huge play late in that football game. Really happy yeah. for him. Can we talk about Rosemary Jackson, how he stepped up this year and become one of our best receivers when um, Adani Mitchell got hurt? You know, the Adani Mitchell injury, obviously not like – it was a week-to-week thing, so nobody was just coming out and like, Wow, I can't believe we're missing this guy because you never knew when he was going to play. But Rosemary Jack Saint was a guy, you know, highly recruited out of high school. Freshman year, breaks his ankle in that Florida game. Really nasty injury. But um, he was, he's been a guy who, you know, is plagued by injuries, kind of like Aaron Smith. You never really get to see all he's got to show you. Um, but he's really stepped up this year. I love watching him play. I think he's a great receiver. You know, he kind of reminds me just his, like, body, his figure. It almost is like George Pickens on the field. He obviously doesn't have the height of George Pickens. But, you know, he's got great hands, and he's a great – he's a crisp route runner. Another guy in that receiving room who stepped up is Dominic Blaylock. You know, he obviously, after last, you know, two ACL tears – you know, I didn't know if he was even going to come back and play football, and now look at him. He's making – he made a huge catch on a third down early in that football game where really he was not open on that route. He just was – he just became open. Yeah, well, we're talking about Georgia's receivers. I'm, I'm really worried about uh, TCU's Quentin Johnson. You know, to me, when I watch him play, he plays a little bit like Marvin Harrison Jr., um, just the way they use him in that offense. And, you know, if, if Georgia doesn't step up and the corners don't make some plays and Chris Smith over the top doesn't make some plays, he's going to be a big problem for the Georgia defense. Yeah, I think a key, too, is not leaving any space for Quentin Johnson to catch up, get open and catch the ball because – Duggan does have a really good deep threat ball. And also, Quentin Johnson averages 18 yards a reception. That's pretty impressive. So if I think if we we really got to stop those long passes like Marvin Harrison had against us, but I think if we do that, I mean, I think our we shut their offense down. He's really like Darnell Washington 
and a receiver. He's a game breaker. He's a tough guy to cover. He's six foot four. Um, his numbers against Michigan, it was like six catches for 161 yards. That's close to 30 yards a catch. Really, I mean, he's a really more like yeah, it's about 30 yards a catch. He's one of those guys that you know. He may be quiet for three quarters of the football game, and he might have – he just might go crazy in the fourth quarter. And I just really think this Georgia defense, you know, almost like if they could keep him in front of you and then make plays on the football instead of letting him get over the top because Max Duggan has great deep ball accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, I think Max Duggan is really going to um... – decide the game for TCU. He's, I mean, he's either going to play his best game or he's going to turn the ball over twice and hand the game to Georgia. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing with Max Duggan is not leaving open space and allowing him to get downhill. Because if he gets downfield, downhill, starts running the ball, I don't know how we're going to stop him. Just like C.J. Stroud had that one big play on the last drive of the game, getting them in field goal range. That's one of our biggest problems we've had over the years is leaving that leaving open space and leaving allowing them to quarterbacks to get out and run the ball. He's my biggest concern, not as a passer. I'm worried about how do you contain him as a runner because obviously we've talked about the past two days, Nolan Smith's injury, and, you know, whoever's playing that edge, you have to have guys set that edge constantly the whole entire night and you know Max Duggan he's kind of he's not as good of an athlete as CJ Stroud he's kind of like Stetson Bennett as a runner he has deceptive speed he can really deceive you in how fast he is Jaden Daniels was the same way he's a lot faster than what a defense thought and it only takes one big play guys one big play and I mean, if Georgia does not come out and jump on TCU, TCU, they're going to jump on them. Somebody's going to jump on somebody in that first quarter. Yeah, no. The same way with the Ohio State game. Once that, once they got going, they were rolling. We couldn't stop them. And momentum's going to be a huge factor. And with a team like TCU, their defense really feeds off of their offense, and their offense is the same way. So if Georgia goes stagnant on offense, odds are TCU's offense is going to come out and they're going to be fired up, ready to make big plays. And, I mean, who says Georgia's going to stop them? They have. I mean, Georgia didn't show it against Ohio State. Yeah, I think just the same way. I think we got to balance out our offense and defense on the field because I'm worried about one side of the football staying on the field too much and getting tired. That's kind of what happened to the Ohio State game. They were, I mean, Ohio State was on offense for majority of the game, and our defense just got really tired. Yeah, we just, a big part of that is just controlling the uh, the line of scrimmage and moving down the field. <clears throat> both, both our offense and defense really have to step up and make plays this week, and everybody knows that. You know, we got to hold TCU. Really, the big big plays are what kills this Georgia defense because 
they're a great run run team defensively. They stop the run, and really they force you to throw the football. But next week, if Georgia can eliminate not all because big plays are a part of football. Obviously, TCU may break one, a few big plays here and there. But if Georgia can force them to try and drive the football on them because it's impossible against that defense. That defense is too big, too fast, and too physical compared to that TCU team. And if you shut down, which, you know, their running attack is pretty darn good. You know, if Kendra Miller, if he's healthy, he's going to be a problem. But if they can come out and shut him down, it'll make the game a lot easier for the Bulldogs. I agree, and, you know, we've asked everybody what their score predictions were for uh, this week, and Mr. we want to know yours. Mr. What do you think? Um, you know, I don't know. I think I think TCU gets ball first. I think we stop them. They go three and out. I think we drive down the field and get a touchdown, and I think it's our first quarter. I, I think we go up 17-0 the first quarter. And I think, honestly, I think we control the whole entire first half. And just like, kind of like the LSU game where they get most of their points in the fourth quarter, where we've just been absolutely dominating the game. And I think, I think Georgia really steps it up. And I'm going score prediction. I'm going 45-14, Georgia. I like that. You heard mine yesterday. Obviously, if you listen to episode two, 38-17. Um, you know, I think that first quarter is going to be a huge quarter for the Bulldogs. But we saw it against Ohio State. I still feel confident, even if Georgia's down multiple scores heading into the fourth, because the resiliency on this team is – there's – it's not comparable to any other team in college football. And, you know, for years we saw this team have big leads against in big-time games against teams like Alabama. And you saw them give it up at the end because Alabama just would not quit fighting. And I think, you know, Coach Smart has done a phenomenal job with this group especially and last year's group. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing and it doesn't matter what the score is. They're going to give 100% effort every single play, and I don't think you can ask much more than that out of the group. And if they're giving 100% and, you know, they're confident in themselves, who's going to stop them? TCU's not. I agree. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. we like to thank Daniel Sapp for today. Thank you, Mr. Sapp. You're welcome. Um, folks, we'll be back again tomorrow. See you.